Hello and welcome to Me and Mine with Temi Tokwe Onomade. Me and Mine is a family program inspired by hope and family values. Today, we are taking an in-depth look at a topic dear to your heart. Get ready and ride with us. Me and Mine is a family platform and whatever we are, be, we are going to be discussing, we are going to be discussing within the family concepts. So today, we are going to be talking about discipline. Last week, we talked about forgiveness. Why you need to live your life for yourself why you should not allow somebody else to be in charge of your life because if there is anyone in your life that you find it difficult to forgive that means that person is your boss that means that person owns your life but when they do something when they trespass and you forgive it shows you're mature it shows you are in charge of your destiny stop living in offense stop living in unforgiveness it leads to bitterness and when you are bitter you are killing yourself you, are, you're, 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 you will not be able to radiate the glory of God in your life. People will offend you. It's part of your life. It's part of development. Let them offend you. Learn from it. Move on. Don't let them trap you. Don't stay down when you fall. Just get hold of yourself. Get up and move on. Forgiveness is key things that you need to do to enjoy yourself. It's a self thing. You're not doing it for them. You're not forgiving that person because that person will think is the person is right. You're forgiving that person because you need it. Not for that person. Not because that person is right or wrong. But because it's sanity to you. And today we are starting another wonderful topic. Discipline. This one word. This one word starts from individual right from your mother's womb. And you will not even know that right from your mother's womb, this word discipline has been with you. For those of us that when we are pregnant, you can see sometimes the baby is sleeping. We can tell you the baby is sleeping, the baby is playing, the baby is kicking. In fact, in your tummy, the baby has timing. It has, annoying to you, annoying to the baby. And when the baby is born, you know the time the baby will not allow you to sleep. When you are to sleep is the, is the time that the baby thinks, okay, it's, it's, it's my day. And you know the way you have to do it, that the baby has to have, some of you, you make sure you, you nurture the child that, okay, this time this baby must be sleeping. Oh, this time the baby needs to wake up to eat. This, you know how you pattern the life of the child. And as much as this discipline is this one word, if you don't have it, you will live a loose life. If you don't have what you are discussing about today, no amount of smartness you can be. In fact, be a president. If you are not disciplined, you will lose your who you are. You will lose everything that makes you a person. You will lose respect. You will live without any goal. You will just live like anything. You don't care. And you will try to gather. You won't be able to gather if you don't have what we are talking about. There is nobody from credo Till you die, this word discipline is part of your life of, of you. If you don't have it, it has nothing to do with born again, it has nothing to do with salvation. You are saved, but sometimes people some people are saved and they are not they are not disciplined, and that is why most of them they will put it under the Bible, they will quote a, a scripture for you. No. This word we are going to talk about today, if you have it, 
It will help you to set a goal for your life. And when you have a goal, you'll be able to work around it. It's so important that it's going to keep your family. It's going to keep you focused. It's going to help you to build. You don't need to have too much. But if you are a disciplined person, you will understand that everything around you, others people, other people may be doing it, but you can do it. When everybody is going this way, this life of discipline I'm talking about today with the grace of God upon your life, they are, everybody is going left. You don't need to join them because your life is not about politics. Your life is not about majority carry the votes. The discipline we are talking about is all about you. I don't need to know your name, but I just want to see you. Once I see you and I see the way you act, then I, I can see that, okay, there is a discipline in this, in this person's life. This person is disciplined. I can guarantee there is this person who has integrity. And the same thing, the people before they call us Christian, that is what they saw in the, in the life of the disciples. They see the way they do things. They see their disciplined life, and that was why they called them Christian. If you lack discipline, you've lost who you are. You won't be, you, in fact, you, do, you won't even know how to express who you are. And I want to go through some things with us this evening. Dictionary meaning of discipline says, is the practice of making people obey rules or standard of behavior and punishing them when they don't do it. That is the literary meaning that when, when you, when you, when you, for you to be disciplined before somebody can know you are disciplined, is talking about setting some goals, setting some rules, and when you have it, when you obey it, fine. That means you are disciplined. But when you don't obey it, then you need to be punished for it. Sometimes we talk about discipline in our career. We talk about the discipline, about studies, what you, are, what you, what you learn, or what discipline are you doing, all those things. There are so many different disciplines. But the discipline we are talking about is the main thing, which is the one I'm talking about in the family now. When you're talking about family, we are saying that from childhood, your parents will have set some things, some boundaries for you. No, don't eat this. Don't, don't, don't go there. No, sit down. This is the time to watch TV. This is not the time to watch TV. This is what you need to do at this time. Okay, 2 o'clock we have our lunch. In the morning, right, um, 8 o'clock is the breakfast. Between 8 and 9, you have your breakfast. Oh, dinner time is between 6 to 7. All those things, you, you, there are things you grow up with. And there are things that form who you have. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. I'm not the one that said it all. Whoever, whoever loves discipline, what do you love? Knowledge. And what is knowledge? Acquisition of something. Acquisition of something tangible. Whoever loves dis discipline loves knowledge. Some people, they just don't like it. They don't like people setting standards, setting rules, telling you to go this way, telling you to go that way. Check churches nowadays. Nobody wants anybody to tell, tell them what to do. Nobody wants to be disciplined. And in church, that is why we have workers. You see, workers, you have to be disciplined. And that is where they train you. That is where they taught you. That is where they will tell you how you need to make some sacrifices. Those are the things that form you. Those are the things that make you. Those are the things that, that energize you, that develop you, that form who you are. 
Discipline means to punish or to penalize for the sake of enforcing obedience and perfecting moral character. All these things as a child is going. So many things will happen. You will train, you will tell the child, don't do this, do this, do this. No, don't go that way. If you are going to that place, let me know. Okay, if you go to your friend's house, you have to spend one hour, just one hour. I remember growing up, there are some food we can't eat. There are some fruits you will not eat. In fact, eating, having a mango in my family then when we were growing up, my, it's, it's not going to kill us. But my mom said, if you have mango and you have gary, then you are going to die. So I don't want to die. I decided not to go near it. Until my younger sister, dear my mom, I don't know if she wants to die. I don't know. And she said, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Me, I won't do it. Because that is my life. Right from my childhood, when my parents said, don't do this, I won't go near it. I don't even know if it's wrong or if it's not. I know that if they said don't do something, it's for my good, not for their own good. I live in a family that I know some, some of my siblings, they dare whatever our parents said we should not do. But I said, within, for me, I won't do it. Doing it or don't do it, I don't need to bother myself if I'm missing out because today I, I don't think I even miss out. The only thing is that I, they don't, they, they will not smack me. They can smack anybody. They know I won't put anybody in trouble. I won't get in trouble. It was the, the, the upbringing I, I gathered growing up. To train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control. To train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control. And if, I, if you ask me what is discipline, I would tell you discipline means self-control. Discipline means sacrifice. Discipline means patience. Discipline means self-imposed standard to achieve a particular goal. You know, we are talking about family. Even sending your children to school, your children in school, they have to be disciplined to study for them to pass. There is nobody in the family that will not tell me that they should not exercise discipline in any area. Even when you are going to sleep, when you are waking up, you, you, have, you have disciplined your body to know. You don't even need alarm. Your body knows when it's 5 o'clock and you are getting up. Your bodies know that, oh, when it's 9 o'clock, nobody can get anything to you again. You need to shut down. You need to go to bed. Whatever you are doing in life, whatever you are going through, academically, family, marital, anywhere, if you are not disciplined, you can't succeed. You can't succeed. That is why we have so much people underneath, so much people on the ground. Up there, there are very few because those few people, they decided to live a disciplined life. Because disciplined life is going to exempt you. Discipline life is going to make sure that people know that no, it's going to it's going to bring you out of multitude, it's going to separate you. Self-imposed standard to achieve a goal. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal fruit and wine, and he asked the chief of uh, the chief official for permission not to defy himself this way. NLT says, Daniel was determined not to defy himself by eating food and wine given to them by king. 
check our check check our life nowadays. This is a guy that made that. Can we do that? If we are in issue in these days and age, and they call us into royal palace for something, can we can we just have that absolute determination that no, I'm not going to corrupt myself. If you decided to go to politics, when you get there, will you be corrupted or you will shine the light of Christ in you? If you know you don't have that standard of discipline, don't even go. Don't even go near it. When you are, if you're a disciplined person, it's easy to achieve more. It's e easy to achieve your goal. Discipline is self-control. Self-control. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 28. A man without self-control is like a city broken in, into and felt without a wall. Let me say that. A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without a wall. So they will break into your world and they will leave you without anything. If you live a life that you don't have self-control, people will come and trample on you. People will mess up your life and they will leave you dry. And you will be so bitter. You will think that is all about life. Self-discipline. Self-control. You are in school as a student. They are taking drugs. They think is they are the big people because they will be doing it as if oh if you don't if you don't join this 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 group you are nobody, and you feel threatened, you feel pressured to join them. That is when you should exercise self control to let them know that you may be doing it. I am different. The fact that you are taking drugs doesn't make you to be superior than me. And if you, are, you have a friend, get a lady that always buy new and new hair, new clothes, that that he can do that because there is time for everything. You need to determine that I'm not going to do what you're doing. Self-control. If you don't have it, you will be like someone that they, they came into your house, they stole everything you have, and they left you dry. And that is why when you allow them, take, go, go check them out. When you start taking drugs, you will start by testing it. When you do it, uh, it doesn't make anything. Before you, get, before you understand, you get hooked about it. Check married men. How did some of them get side chicks and mistress outside? Check their friends. When your husband is moving with people that they, they practice extramarital affair, you or husband too will not escape it. Self-control. Because it may, it, may not, it may not be the type that go out to, to get all those things. But because he's surrounded with all those people, they are going to lure him. And he would think, no, nobody can lure me. But he will have fall before you know it. Check them. If you don't have self-control, you don't have discipline. And you have to make this determination yourself. Because the Bible says, if you don't have it, you are like a a city they break into and they left you without a wall they finish you imagine your life is like a city without a wall any anything can come in any foreign any stranger any attack can just go in anyhow so the defense of your life is the life of discipline you have that to make sure that nobody come near your territory without your permission
If you live a disciplined life, nobody will come to your territory without asking for permit. Self-control. Titus chapter 1 verse 8. Rather, it must be hospitable, one who loves who, who loves what is good, who is self-control, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must welcome people, be helpful, wise, fair, reverent, have a good grip on himself. See, Titus is talking about when they are choosing elders in the church and they are talking what are the characteristics, what are the things that any elder in the church should have. They are saying that this person must be able, to, must be hospitable, he must be helpful, he must be the person that likes to do good things. And they said he must have self-control. The self-control and discipline they are talking about, another one says he must be able to have grip, grip, grip. So that means discipline is having grip on yourself. If you don't have it, check it. Right from childhood, you should, you should as parents, please, check your children, start teaching them. It's not about them going to school and have good grades. At place of work, you can see them. They may be very smart. They are very brilliant, but they don't, they don't have discipline. They don't have any character. They talk anyhow. They do things anyhow because they think they, they are smart. Check them out. And I would tell you the danger in living a life without, a without being disciplined. Discipline is not that you are in a prison. It's not that it's taking your freedom away. But it's telling you that no, your life is so precious that there is something bigger about you. Guide yourself. That is all. It doesn't say if you do this, if you don't do this, it's no, you, are, you are not yourself. In fact, discipline means you are discovering yourself bit by bit. Stage by stage. It's, it, it's not make, it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with maybe you are not stupid or you are not in, you are not exposed. Oh, time has changed. No. Discipline is showing people that this is me. If you don't, if you are not a disciplined person, you will lose this me. You will lose yourself. Self-control. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. That is the discipline I want to show us tonight. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Is that your life? NLT says, you say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Check this message out. Just because something is technically legal doesn't mean it is spiritually appropriate. It's still the same 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12. Just because something is technically legal doesn't mean that is spiritually appropriate. Family, if I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I'll be a slave to my whims. Because you are in a country that 
they will grant you divorce and they will grant you custody of your children. You treat your husband anyhow. Just because something is legally, technically legal. Technically legal, it doesn't mean it's appropriate. Other people are doing it. Yes, it's allowed. But you as a child of God, it does not mean it's appropriate for you. They are living together without things. So many things is coming into the church. You, you have the word of God, the Bible. You are still, you still, you're still looking for somebody to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Just because something is technically, is legal. It doesn't mean it's appropriate for you. If I went around doing whatever I thought I could get by with, I would be a slave to my wings. That is what is happening to many Christians. Thank you, Odu. By the way, Odu is my brother. He's my baby brother. The virtue of self-discipline is an outstanding value. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. 100%. You have to be disciplined. When you are disciplined, you don't be a slave to wings. What is wings? You have to do whatever, what, anything that is going on. I must, I must, I I must, I must, I must. You throw yourself into the wind. You lose control. Check them. Very great people. Very great. Very big, talented, great. You can see here their name. You see them dying of overdose. You see a great man of God messing around. And might he dry because of women. These men of God, they don't learn from Adam. They don't learn from uh, um, Solomon. Solomon, as mighty as his brain, as his wisdom is, is the wisest, according to the Bible. But this self, this control, this discipline, he lacked it. So you may have wisdom and you don't have discipline. And that is what messed Solomon's life out. He messed his life. I don't know how he coped. But maybe it's the wisdom that helped him to cope. 1,000. 700. Why? Eh, 300. I don't know. As brilliant, as wonderful as Solomon is, as great as David is, he didn't survive. Just because he was in his bank only for one afternoon, one, one, just one. Everything he has done is that one day, one day messed up everything he has built. Brought curses upon his generation. Destroyed his vision. And same thing. We are reading, we are learning, we've got these stories everywhere. But we are still doing it here today. See a great man of God with beautiful woman as his wife. And you will still be hearing some nonsense. Some nasty thing about this man of God sleeping with girls in the church. See the choir master sleeping. Even in your at your place of work, see men. You have beautiful wife in the house. You have side chicks. You have mistress. And when you are exposed, they will not. It's so annoying. You will not see a great man looking so stupid. A king cannot even talk again. Just because of five minutes enjoyment. That when you get to that your Jerusalem you are getting to, that is the end. You will use it to destroy everything you have worked for. That is what happens if you are not a disciplined person. Discipline is sacrifice. 
Discipline is all about sacrifice. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. But I discipline my body and I keep it under control. I discipline myself and I keep it under control. You can't survive with only salvation if you are not disciplined. You can speak in tongues. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. But you will mess up Holy Spirit in your life if you don't live a disciplined life. I keep myself. I discipline my body. And I keep it under, under, under control. I discipline my body like an athlete. Training it to do what I should. I, I, I like sports a lot. And check all those champions. Check them out. You think they play the way you play? You think they practice the way their other, other colleagues practice? Check Fedra out. Check Nadal out. Check all those great footballers out. Go and check them. Go and study their life and see the way they are training. Everybody see that they are the boy that they are the boy today. That the boy is not is not that special to you, but he disciplined himself to be closer to God and is getting it. He constrained his body. He said, "My body, but is everything about me is God. You too, you can do it. Everything about you is God." And see how God will use you as a wonder. Instead of making Baba Adeboye your God, you too, you can do what Baba is doing. And whatever Baba is doing is to pray and pray unto God. You too, you have direct access. You don't need any middleman. Go and pray unto God. You don't need, you don't need to make anything extra, extra around you. Because whatever you need to make it in life is in you. And if you are not disciplined, that those things will die inside of you. You will not be able to discover it. I discipline my body like athletes, training it to do what I should. So I don't know. I don't know. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, I hold you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. That offering of your body as a living sacrifice is the discipline life you're talking about. As a sister, as a teenager, all your friends, they have boyfriend, they, are, they know about sex, whatever. You don't know about, keep yourself. Don't be pressured. Because those things they are doing, you will do it. But at the moment you are fasting, a time will come you will break your fast. Why don't you break your fast in style? Why do you want to do whatever everybody is doing? Breaking your fast by in style make you to be different, make you to be unique, make you to be happy. You don't need to be desperate about life because your life, you cannot compare your life with other people. You are so special, you are so unique. Everything about you is 100% authentic, organic. No one like you. Message says, so, uh, so here, here is what I want you to do. God helping me. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping. You're eating. Going to work. Those are the places you need to check out. And walking around life. And 
place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can ever have for him. Listen to verse 2. Verse 2 says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Some culture will say if your wife doesn't have a baby, a baby boy is a witch. Because they are looking for a baby boy, they will go and marry another person. They have adjusted to their culture. Instead, fix your attention onto God. You will you will be changed from the inside out. You will be changed from where? The inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Your everyday living, your ordinary life, your eating, your sleeping, everything you need to do, everything about your life, you need to set a guard. Discipline is all about sacrifice. Discipline is all about self-control. Discipline is self-imposed standard to achieve a goal. And discipline is patience. I'm telling you, if you are not disciplined, you can't have this patience. If you are not a patient person, you are not disciplined. Because there is time for everything. There is time and season. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Time and season happening to them all. If you are not disciplined, instead of waiting for God's time, you jump it. And you get, the, you see, the, the, the consequences of not being patient. You will see it and you will now say, oh, how I wish. Just one minute for you to wait. Just two seconds for you to wait. And I tell you, people that they are committing all those adultery, all those stuff, immoralities, it's just few seconds. That thing goes to their brain, their mind. They process it within few minutes. It doesn't take once you accept it. And that is the end. It reduces king to servants. It reduces richness to be a beggar. A rich, rich person. They turn themselves. Those, if, if you lack it, they will turn to be a, to be a beggar. And you will see, oh, and I used, the person used to be this. The person used to be that. Check, check what happened. Discipline is patient. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. It's not how far. For me, I always tell people, it's not how far. It doesn't matter if your mates, they are doing it five years. It doesn't matter, oh, you are married for 10 years and somebody, somebody just got married last year and they have baby. It doesn't matter, it's not how far, but how well. It's not how far. Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. Ending are better than beginning. Sticking to what is better than standing out. Luke chapter 21 verse 19. Stand firm and you will win life. NLT says, by standing firm, you will win your souls. And the message says, stay with it. That is what is required. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry. You will be saved. 
You won't be sorry. Just be patient. Other people are doing it. Don't do it. Don't rush into it. Wait for your time. Other people are going to another country. Don't go to another country through back door. When you get there that you will not be able to talk, you'll be looking at your back and you'll be looking right and left. Don't go to a place you cannot express yourself. Don't go to a place that you will lose confidence. Don't go to a place that you will leave, lose who you are. Patience. And for you to be able to exercise that patience, you have to be disciplined. There are so many things I've told you different when we look into discipline. But there are some styles, there are some methods of discipline we can, we can use in our family. We can, we can have pre preventive discipline. We can have supportive discipline. We can have corrective discipline. Preventive discipline is putting something in place in your house that will help your children to grow in a way that, oh, they will not be victim of things. So you prevent. Prevention is better than cure. Set some standard in your house. Set some standard in your marriage. Set some standard in your life. Make it that this is who I am. I don't want to cause it. Make it a barrier. Yeah? Have a and restraint against around you it's called preventive discipline you prevent yourself to getting into trouble if you know you like girls a lot make sure you run you, you, you guide yourself don't let anybody blackmail you walk around it identify it guide yourself Supportive discipline means, oh, you want to support like your children they are writing the exam support them to be disciplined to pass Support your spouse to be disciplined to get to the next level. There are some things you do, okay, instead of doing this, no. This period, this is this three months, this is what we want to do. Let's, let's, let's leave some things out of our life and focus on this project. Support discipline. Discipline yourself in spending. Discipline yourself to study. Discipline yourself to get things. Get some achievement. Discipline, that is supportive one. You identify it, I'm going to discipline myself. You want to lose weight. Support yourself in losing weight. I'm even struggling with that. But if you know that I, I can lose weight without stopping to eat jollof rice, ayamase, uh, pandem jam, you can contact me. <laughs> I'm still working progress. Discipline to get healthy. And the third style you can use is corrective discipline. Correcting discipline means somebody has done something wrong. You, that person needs to be disciplined to understand, oh, this thing, don't do it. But while so, that person is going through that punishment, you have to still stand by that person. And this is what they use most in the church, corrective discipline. Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. It's discipline. You can't make heaven without being disciplined. You can't succeed in life without being disciplined. Tell me what you can achieve in this life without you putting something, sacrificing something to get something. That is discipline. Everybody can do it. Children does it, they don't know they do it. As a man of the heart, why can't you just discipline yourself to avoid any damage in your house? As a woman, why can't you just live a disciplined life to avoid any damage in your home? As children, why just, don't, don't do, just live a disciplined life? To, 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 to avoid any damage to your family. Importance of discipline. Discipline provides people with rules 
to live their life effectively and efficiently. Discipline makes you to, to make small sacrifices now for better life in the future. No small sacrifice now. It may not it may not be pleasant now. It may not be good now. It may not be rosy now. Now may not be good now, but you are actually going through that. You are making that sacrifice because there is a goal you are looking ahead. You are in school. You want to graduate with first class. You don't go to party. You don't go to club like other people. You study to show yourself approved. You want to get to higher ground. You want to get to big places. You, you look for things to do extra. So there are the small sacrifices you make now for better tomorrow. Discipline creates your habits. And when discipline creates your habit, the way you do, the way you talk, where you go, things you do, then habits will make your routine. Discipline creates your habits. Habits make your routine. And your routine now becomes who you are. Discipline creates your habits. Habits, habits make your routine. And your routine make your daily life. Check it out. Check it out. There is nothing you can achieve in life. If you like to sing, we have many people that can sing. So how can you do it better? Practice. Study. In your family. Put in effort. And when you now know how to pray, you are disciplined and you are a praying Christian. You will be untouchable. You will be unstoppable. You will get to your destination faster. And that is what disciplined life does. Your integrity is intact. You are not there, but they are saying, no, I trust, I trust that person. You are not there, but they are saying, oh, you better let's do this thing. You won't join them. Others are doing it. You are saying, no, I'm not going to do this benefits of it it keeps you focused motivated and organized when you are disciplined you are focused this is where i'm going i'm going this way and i'm standing on this lane people may think you are rigid people may think you are too it's too much it keeps you focused motivated and it helps you to organize your life because it's everything about you it helps you to make better choices. When you are disciplined, you are able to make better choices. It helps you to withstand temptation. It helps you. It's keeping you from it. It's keeping you from temptation. That is what discipline does. It keeps you from temptation. It helps you to set boundaries. When you are disciplined, you set some restriction around you. This is this is how far I can go. If it's not this, excuse me, count me out. That is what discipline does. If it's not me, if you don't want it, excuse me, you can't have it. Genesis chapter 39, verse 6 to 12. 
In fact, I'm actually interested in verse 9. But let me do it from verse 6. Is the story of Joseph. Joseph was given power by, by, by Potiphar. He left everything, everything to Joseph. And he said, Joseph, take charge. Joseph knew, the wife knew, everybody knew that Joseph was in charge of the house. And see what happened to Joseph. And this story, if I try to play it in this time and age, these days we are now, what will you do if you are in Joseph, Joseph's shoe? What will you do? But verse 9 of that story says, No one is greater in this house than I am. My master had withheld nothing from me except you. Be except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Joseph was disciplined. He was disciplined. Even though his, 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 his master's wife is messing up with him. In the midst of it, he said, no. How can I do this and sin against God? No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you. Because you are his wife. How could I do these wicked things? It will be a great sin against God. Message says, he treats me as equal. The only thing he hasn't turned over to me is you. You are his wife. After all, how could I violate his trust and sin against God? Imagine this in these days we have now. They call themselves gigolos. And they will put it that, okay, because they are going through financial stuff. In fact, it's a profession now. They sleep with their master's wife. They sleep with anybody they can sleep with. And girls too. They don't, they don't care. They don't respect marriage. They sleep with married men. They even decided to, to have children for them. They don't care breaking homes. Your life is so much more than what you are doing. You are too big. You are too, you are too precious. Being a side chick doesn't fit you. Taking another woman's husband doesn't suit you. Taking another man's wife doesn't suit you. You deserve much more. Why do you like leftover? When you can actually eat the real food. That is what a life that is not disciplined will do. They always eat leftover. Benefits of it. It helps you to set boundaries. Joseph set boundaries. He told the wife, everything in this house I've got control over. Everything in this house, yes, my master, in fact, my master treats me as if we are equal. But the only thing I cannot touch is you. How many of us can do that? How many ministers can do that? How many Christians can do that? That is discipline life. It helps you to clearly define your goal. When you are disciplined, you have a goal. You have a focus. You have a vision. You have something that leads you. You don't join people to do everything they are doing. You don't do things because others are doing it, I'm doing it. I decided not to buy a shabby. That doesn't mean I can't celebrate. I celebrate. I love celebrating with people. But I make up my mind, a shabby thing, no way for me. 
I will come to your party if you don't mind if I can wear whatever I have. I don't need to buy a shabby to show my support. But I discipline myself. At a time that if I start to live this kind of life, it's going to be a problem. I let it go. There are some things others will do. I won't do it. That doesn't mean I'm not insupportive or anything. But this thing, this life, this is what I have to do. The Bible says the fact that something is technically legal does not make it spiritually appropriate for you. When you lack discipline, and see what happens if you lack discipline, you will be a stranger to success and prosperity because you will not be able to gather or save things. You will not be able to gather when you lack it. You know what you will do to yourself? You will never know how good you are because you will always be listening to third party. You will always be looking for people to validate you before you understand yourself. You will never, never, if you lack discipline, you will never know how good you are. Because sometimes you are afraid to fail. Sometimes you pretend, sometimes you manipulate, sometimes you hide things, you cover under so many things. See married men, married men, married men, they are still glued to pornography. See married men masturbate, married though. How can you marry and you are still keeping things? And you are still living this, this life? You have been carrying this since when you are in secondary school. Stop living a dark life. Enjoy your life. Be free. Anything that is making you to be guiding, to be, to be, not to be free, check it out. Identify it and ask God to deliver you. Move with people that can help you to get out of it. Even at your place of work. You see Christian at place of work. They, they even lie that they are sick because there is opportunity to get sick leave. At place of work, they don't work. They complain, 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 complain. Where is the light of God? If you don't have discipline, you won't even know who you are. And you know what happened? The bad thing is that some people, they will die. They commit suicide when they are unable to help themselves. When they try so much time to get out of their bad habits. When they think they've done something wrong and they think, oh, I don't want anybody to hear. When they think something is so shameful that somebody should not hear about it, they kill themselves. Let me tell you, you are allowed to fail, but don't stay down. You are allowed to fall down. There is nobody in this world that doesn't have anything that is a weakness. Tell me, nobody in this life, there is nobody that doesn't have weakness. Nobody. If I'm talking to you, I have my own weakness. And I'm working daily on my weakness. So don't say because you have something, you are nobody. Don't render yourself useless like that. Identify it is very important for you. Don't stay down. Get up. There is nothing to be shamed. There is something to be, to be so shameful for you to take your life. Or for you to kill somebody to cover up. No. No. Even when you kill yourself, what you are trying to avoid, people will know after you've gone. They will still know after you've gone. So what happened? 
When you are alive, there is a second chance. When you are alive, you have time to change. When you are alive, you have time to tell people, I've been through this, I've gone through this. Oh, this has happened in my life. Why training the tower? Why do you think you can't stop that drug issue? Why do you think you can't stop prostitution? Why do you think you can't stop your gangster life? Why do you think you can't just stick to your wife? Why do you think you can't just stick to your husband? Why do you think you need to be rude to your parents? Why do you listen to third party to, to, to obey your parents? Why do you choose some people? Why do you make them to be your God? Because some people, they are so superior that whatever they tell you, you, get, you have to do it. Why? If you lack discipline, that is what happens. And how do you live a disciplined life? How do you live a disciplined life? You have a deeper relationship with God. When you love him so dearly, you, you read his word. I bet you when you study the word of God, it helps you. It helps you to grow. It helps you to live a daily life. It helps you in relating with others. You don't need third party. You know who you are. You have the Spirit of God inside of you. It, it dwells in you. The mighty one dwells in you. It's so big, it made the heart is full too. It's so big, the heaven cannot contain. Do you know how big as it dwells in you? It lives in you. Whatever you ask in his name, he will grant you. If you don't know Christ, this is an opportunity to give your life to him. He died. On Calvary trees, he paid it all. He shed his blood. He gave you straight access to him. You don't need third party. You don't need prayer partner. You need to sort it out with your maker. And as you're growing, then you corporate prayer. You need to people come around, you pray, you do things together, you ask brethren to pray for you. You you grow in the Lord, go to Bible believing church, serve the Lord and, and, and bless his name. Get deeper with God. Identify your weakness. I've told you, everybody has it. If you want to stay disciplined life, don't lie to yourself. If others are saying they are looking at you because they are looking, but you know yourself within you. That's why God looks into your heart. He doesn't look at what human beings they are looking at. Avoid temptation. I've just read Genesis chapter 39. Where Potiphar's wife is trying to mess up Joseph's destiny. Assuming Joseph gave him. Assuming Joseph said, yes, so I want to become Jigolo. And he slept with Potiphar. Do you think he's going to have what he had? Do you think he's going to rescue his family? Do you think he's going to save his generation? Set a clear goal. And have an execution plan. Remember I'm telling you how to live a discipline. Set a goal. Plan to achieve a goal. Set a goal. When you set a goal, you don't live a loose life. You live a, a life that nobody can just come and dump something on your table. Your wall is not broken that anything can just come in. I'm not saying you should not be free. I'm not saying you should not relate well. You need to relate well. But I'm talking about your disciplined life. You as a person. You can't please everybody. It's not everybody that will love you. 
Even if you are the meekest, the gentlest, you you don't you are gentle, gentle. In fact, some people will hate you because you are gentle. Why not just free yourself and be yourself? Live within your means. Live within your means. Don't compare yourself with people. I graduated, forget it. This person just graduated, forget it. Live within your means. The fact that everybody is doing wedding and they are spending so much. In fact, this COVID now has given alternative to doing weddings. Birthday party, all those things. Do it the way you please. If you don't have, if you may not even do it. Some people don't even do it and they spend money than those people that does it. What am I saying? Some people even do charity. And they spend so much than even doing a big party. Live within your means. Live, don't copy any other person, please. Avoid people who seek to control and challenge your personality. We have some people like anytime they are around, they want to be in charge. They control you. They want to control everything about you and challenge your personality. They will always tell you, you can't do it. They will never encourage. They will never tell you, avoid them. Avoid them. If you are trying to, 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 to stop an habit, avoid people that will, that will prompt you to do those things. Intentional. Intentionally detach yourself from them. Place the highest value on your life. If you want to make, if you, if, if you want this discipline you are talking to be very simple, not a big deal. Just place the highest value on yourself. Because if you don't have, if you don't have discipline, if you don't live a discipline, that means you don't value your life. I've told you discipline is everything about you. The highest value you can do, place it on yourself. It will save you from going places that you should not go. It will help you from saying things that you should not say. It will help you from stepping on, it will guide your feet from going to places you should not go to. Avoid making a decision that can complicate your life. Avoid it. If you want to stay disciplined, avoid making decisions that can complicate your life. Marriage decision is not because I'm getting old and I want to get married. Marriage decision is not because I have money now I can go and get married. Because I've built houses now, because I've got my car now, it's time to get married. Avoid, avoid decision that mess up your life. Avoid going to places that will destroy your life. Avoid meet, meeting with people, friendly with people that will destroy your life. Avoid it. Manage your sexual, manage your sexual appetite. You see this sexual appetite I'm talking about is an habit. It's an habit. You acquire it. Manage it. If you don't manage it, it will keep you under forever. But if you manage it, it will save you from trouble. It will save you from wala. Manage your sexual appetite. It will save you from trouble. Daddy, help yourself. You don't need to look into your, your housemaid to misbehave. Pastor, they are coming for counseling and you can see that they are bringing it to you. You don't need to speak in tongues. Just stop the counseling. Because speaking in tongues will not save you. You have to flee. Daily set a guard 
to your mind and heart? How do you set God? How? Set a guard for your heart and your mind. When they take your mind, you are a goner. You, you are not that person. When they succeed in taking your life, that is the end. Your mind, that is the end. Guard your heart. Out of it is issue of life. Guard it. Help yourself. You need to live a disciplined life. When you live a disciplined life, your home will be sweeter. Your marriage will be sweeter. If you are not disciplined, you cannot survive. You cannot even have it. You cannot even be successful in your home. Train your children to be disciplined. When your children are disciplined, they will grow up to be disciplined adults as well. In the church of God, we won't be scared that a, a pastor is, is going to mess up anybody or choir master is going to harass anybody. Discipline yourself. Guide yourself. And ask God to help you. It is well with your home. It is well with everything that concerns you. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you so much for joining us on this platform again. We'll see you in two weeks' time and we'll be talking about commitment because we need it in our home. Remember, everything we are doing on this platform is what we make our home to be better. And we are actually doing the interior decoration of how a family should be. We talked about forgiveness. Now we've talked about discipline. Next, next um, two weeks' time when we are meeting, we'll be talking about um, commitment. Thank you so much for all the likes. Thank you so much for all the comments. Please continue to like us. Send your comments. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Please, can you subscribe to our YouTube channel? Can you please join us? Thank you so much. I think we have over 1,000 followers now. Thank you so much, Perkins. Thank you, everybody. Please share this program. We appreciate your comments. Please send your comments in. And um, in two weeks' time, we will meet by the grace of God to continue on this um, wonderful journey of our home. Our home is blessed. Thank you and God bless you. Stay blessed. Love you all. Bye-bye. You have just listened to Me and Mine podcast with your host, Timmy or Nomadi. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. See you next time. God bless you.